Literature and Psychology by Dr. Saideh Malik Afzali, Dr. Daniel Rockers, and Dr. Alex Andrade from Tabana Organization. Tabana is a non-profit mental health organization organized in Sacramento, California. Tabana seeks to help individuals and families to strengthen their capabilities and to thrive. Aired on Saturdays and Sundays from 12 to 1 o'clock weekly. Hello to our Radio Bomb.net listeners. Uh, this is Saide Malik Afzali speaking. I'm sitting with Dr. Daniel Rockers and Dr. Alexandrati. And today we want to talk about different cultural expressions. And starting from um, when we meet and um, say hello, or when um, newly we meet someone, um, you know, we usually in um, American culture, as we speak, um, we always, um, you know, sh first of all, um, want to have a perfect appearance, saying everything is fine. And um, we usually don't even show there's any problem, which maybe in many ways, it's great because it's maybe not business of other people. But as we were talking, we're talking, how come in some other cultures, they open up and um, they say, well, I'm not really good today. Something um, came up as I was going to work or whatever. And we we're just discussing the differences and how, uh, how much the culture affects um, our expression. So I want to open up this conversation. And especially uh, since Dr. Rockers started this, with saying um, when he meets with his patients, he wants them to express their feelings rather than I'm fine, I'm well. Um, and I wanna just maybe give it to Dr. Rockers to begin um, talking about this topic. I'm sorry, I don't think I have time to get into this right now. <laughs> <laughs> said, I'm doing well, thank you. <laughs> All right, how are you guys? Well, well, doing well, doing well. Right, thank you. Good. Thank you. Appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Right. So the way the topic came up was I, if I am going to ask a question of my clients about how they feel, I preface it by saying, all right, I'm going to ask you a question here, but you are not allowed to use the word good or the word fine in your response. And so then I, and I also say, I want you to think about this question a little bit before answering. And then I'll ask, well, how did you feel about that? Or what was happening? How did you feel when that was going on? That sort of thing. And the whole point of that is that to me, the response of good or fine is a throwaway line. Those are throwaway words. And I think it does often require a little bit of going inside to check and see how do I feel about things. I think in our culture, our current society, the, it, there is such a big push on either staying at a higher level or superficiality or moving forward that it often seems like a formality when we say, how are you? Yeah, I think along those lines, yeah, I, I think a lot of times you can feel transactional. It's just like, hello, how are you doing? Yeah, hello, how are you doing? Good, yeah, you, okay. 
And then it's like, all right, now we can actually start engaging. But uh, yeah, I like this small idea. Talk, small talk, uh, superficial small talk transaction. Yeah, yeah. But I like this idea. Maybe it's like getting maybe getting to the meat of it a little faster, a little more authentic, not just this, you know, stereotypical response uh, in greeting somebody. What, how do you find people respond to that too, Daniel? Do you, do you find they do go deeper or do they struggle with it? They do. Well, both. They do struggle with it and then they often are able to go a little bit deeper. And another thing that often comes up is in the beginning of the sessions, I will, I'm a listener, I'm a big listener, and I will wait for the other person to start with something. And then a lot of times they start with, well, um, how are you? And so I try to short circuit those types of things by saying, I just like to jump right in and let's get to the meat of things instead of engaging in these standard back and forths. So I guess I have two things is I just I'm not interested in hearing good and fine and in session anyway, not in everyday life, but I just want to jump right in. Let's get going. Isn't that what it's about? Alex, I see you smiling there. You've got some <laughs> thoughts on this. Uh, I was just thinking how in real life, I think you do that to me, Daniel. You, you just say, hey, tell, tell me the meat and potatoes of it. Like just uh, get get to the facts. And so, uh, yeah, I do appreciate that with you because too, I, I think it, it brings an authenticity to that interaction too. And, and I feel like we don't even realize it, but if we're just doing those stereotypical interactions and greetings, we probably feel like we could only share to a certain level because it, it sends a signal, I think, from the very beginning. This is how we're going to be sharing. Maybe not a lot of substance, not a lot of depth. And so yeah. that I think that's a great way to preface it, like it, probably even in real life. And I'm not sure how we would say that in our everyday life. Uh, I know, I think recently we were talking about, uh, you know, what's it like to interact with somebody who actually sees you and it feels like they're authentically asking those questions. So maybe that's something that can come from our conversation today. But yeah, I think it kind of sets a precedent. This is how we'll be interacting with each other today. Well, I wonder if our culture is in such a way that we start with these superficialities and then we're we're just kind of casting about trying to find traction on some topic as opposed to let's get into it. I had a neighbor who I observed him a number of times, and if somebody said, hey, how are you doing? This guy was always ready, and he was always on, and he would launch into, this is what we've been working on, this is what me and my wife did, and this is where we were, and I'm like, holy moly, how do you generate all that stuff so quickly? It was really quite astounding to me, but this guy is guy was a very colorful guy and he's a good storyteller and he liked telling stories. I, I'm don't I have to work at doing the storytelling thing. I have to learn how to do storytelling thing. I think the body language also is really important because when some people with their body language, they show they're really interested to know how things are. How are you doing? You know, um, notice that some people, they're very in service, ask you how you're doing. And they show that they don't even want to listen. You know, they just pass by or they just show in their body language that they're just saying it as a cliche to be polite, but they don't seem to be interested. But some people with their whole body language, with their eye contact, with standing still, 
they really want to know how you're doing. And I always remember the example, I think I've talked about this person many times when it comes to body language or being present, my previous boss, who always, always was present for anyone who approached her with the busy um, position that she had. But one of the very special part of um, her behavior and attitude was people are important. And if they approach me, it means that they need my attention. And she would just get out of her desk, just come and stand in the middle of the room um, and, and show that she's there for, for you to listen to. Um, or if you pass by and you said hello, um, she just stopped, you know, as she's going, passing by to go somewhere or going to her room. Um, as you said, hello, she would stop and say, oh, how are you doing? You know, and, and the body language was showing it's not just saying it. It was just like she wanted to know. So I think the body language is really, really important. You know, some people even hold your hand and, and they want to know how you're doing. So... Um, that always reminds me of her whenever, and she's American, she uh, is um, like probably her whole um, seven generation has been here, but um, I guess it's just the attitude as well, rather than just cultural or maybe the way you're raised. Um, she was very educated, ra was raised in um, educated family. Her father was also in education. Um, I, maybe she's very special and different, but I've noticed that um, body language tells you a lot. Also sounds like a good leader in that way too. I think that's a, a good you know, a behavior of somebody who's in, you know, in charge of people and needs to interact with people. Cause then that way is, a, you know, somebody who works with them or for them, you can feel like you could approach that. So, and maybe that's even a piece of it, maybe something she learned and developed as a leader. It is true. I guess that's very important point, Alex. Uh, also, I was just going to say, um, thinking about our culture in Persian culture, people are easier to reveal how they feel even um, with acquaintances, with uh, friends, obviously. But I've noticed even in some um, people in our culture, they're passing by and as they're passing by, they talk to you. And it seems like how in the world you can even connect when they're just, they act, they're so busy, you don't even want to stop them. So you just even don't approach them because they're always acting. So to me, body language is, is very important. I think there's a, the, uh, you mentioned cultural aspect and I wonder if it is a cultural thing here in the West, when I'm talking about US culture is the one I know best, obviously. But if there's a cultural push on efficiency and getting things done and accomplishment, as well as on reason and science and data, that number one, we just want to hurry up and get stuff done. And number two, we just don't focus on feelings very much. What are your thoughts True. on that? Yeah. yeah, I was thinking along those lines too, Daniel. I think it's, you know, where 
encouraged to be cognitive and in control of our emotions and also to maintain a certain appearance. It reminds me of this approach sometimes that I encourage with patients, this idea of who goes first, who goes first to be emotionally vulnerable, who goes first to kind of express in an authentic way. And so if we're both coming, you know, to meet each other and we have these ideas of, oh, I need to appear a certain way. I need to be rational or logical. You know, how are we going to get anywhere if not one of us takes the first step to maybe be a little bit more open, a little sharing? And so that's something I try to think about when I'm socializing with people. Uh, I'll be the first to say, hey, you know, hi, how you doing? My name's Alex. Uh, because it's like, I want to extend the, the, you know, the invite, like let's interact, let's communicate. Um, and I, and we'll, maybe we'll talk about this on a different show. It's, it's a kind of similar idea though. I even hate starting with the idea. Oh, what do you do for a living? Like, I, I don't like to, to start that way either because too, for me, that feels very superficial and surface level. You're not going to know what a lot about me just because of the job I do. You can yeah. learn about a person by, and again, that's transactional too. That feels like, okay, what do you do for a living? Oh, I do this for a living. Okay. How can we benefit from that? And so to me, that, that is again, one of those barriers where we're not being people, we're not being open. And so talking about, you know, Real stuff, interacting on those deeper levels, I think is is one of the ways that, you know, think that, that, that idea, who goes first? How do we be emotionally open, vulnerable, available? And also what is more important in, in, the, in each culture? Like in this culture, when you're successful, when you make good money, when you have good job, you know, people respect you more. Uh, whereas in our culture, if you're a good person, you know, people respect you a lot more than if you um, are successful in surface, you know, having a good job or making good money. So I think culturally, uh, it is important how you're raised with that culture. Who do you respect more or who do you want to hang out with more is not the person um, who is more successful, rather the person you can learn from in life, you know. Um, and with that, uh, let's just have a short break and come back to continue. Shenbandegan Aziz Radio Bamdad, با سلام مجدد. من سعیده ملک افسالی هستم. به همراه دوتن از همکارانم دکتر دانیل راکرز و دکتر الکساندرادی امروز در خدمتون هستیم. همطور که میدونین ما روزهای شنبه و یک شنبه به زبان انگلیسی صحبت میکنیم از شرکت توانا که یک شرکت غیر انتفاعی هستش و کارهای روانشناسی میکنیم در با رادیو بامداد همکاری داریم خواهش میکنم اگر که علاقمند هستیم به پادکست های متوجه کنین ما نزدیک به شاید 170 پادکست در رادیو بامداد داریم که میتونین تحت تاپیک های مختلف به اونها گوش بدین ما از زمان پندمیک تا کنون هر هفته دو برنامه به زبان انگلیسی داریم که خوشحالیم اگر صحبت هایی هست که دوست دارین ما مطرح کنیم با ما در میون بذاریم و اگر هم کسانی هستن در منزل که فکر میکنین از برنامه ما استفاده میکنن ازشون دعوت کنین به برنامه ما توجه کنن برمیگردیم و دنباله صحبتمون رو ادامه میدیم سرنوشت را باید از سرنوشت شاید این بار 
کمی بهتر نوشت عاشقی را غرق در باور نوشت قصه ها را به دیگر از کجا این باور آمد که گفت گر روید سر بر نگردد سر back with Dr. Daniel Rockers and Dr. Alex Andrade. Uh, we um, continue our conversation regarding um, the different cultural expressions. Uh, we talked about how Dr. Rockers work with the patients and how um, he um, is in for him is important to talk about the patient's feelings rather than I'm fine, I'm good. And we also talked a little about different cultures, uh, body language, um, leadership style. And now we are back and we continue our conversation about um, the authenticity, the expression, and how we um, appear um, in society and in real life. Jump in, Alex, with the authenticity <laughs> about sharing an endeavor. Oh, yeah. I wanted to mention, we forgot to, at the beginning of the, the show, and my apologies, uh, I just wanted to mention the upcoming project that uh, we'll be collaborating, uh, Culture and Psychology, uh, Tavana Inc., and uh, my podcast, uh, Psychology Plus. Uh, it's this creative endeavor to explore talking about psychology and golf, uh, something Daniel and I play regularly, something we both enjoy. Uh, we're probably... Up you know what? We haven't played one-on-one -on -one in a while. We're going to have to see if we're evenly matched. That might be something we eventually figure out as well, too. I'm guessing you're better than I am, but, uh, <laughs> you know, definitely going to, you know, give you a run for your money. But uh, yeah, we're going to go to the driving range and we're going to introduce it to introduce golf uh, and side A to golf and what her experience is like as a uh, somebody new to the sport. And so it's going to be a, a fun, playful experience uh, talking about culture and psychology talking about psychology plus golf uh, that we'll be working on here in the near future. So we got some, some shows uh, again, I, I feel like this is like the, the spinoff, if you will, in a way from culture and psychology uh, where we can collaborate. And so to bring both of those creative worlds, is going to be really exciting too. And similar to what we're talking about today, it's going to be, it's all about authenticity. And even to the point where uh, I have a behind the scenes that we do, where we're just talking about, the process of making it and what that feels like. Uh, and so, yeah, we, we don't have a lot of, we'll have some pleasantries, but we get to the meat of it. And so that's going to be uh, what we're working on uh, coming up here. So I just want to encourage listeners to kind of look out for that, both on the culture and psychology podcast uh, radio show, as well as uh, psychology plus. Okay, hey, guys, you, know you need to promise don't make fun of me when I'm learning um, golf. I can we're imagine probably, already Alex is laughing already. So <laughs> I'm sure he has some in mind for the show. We, I, think, 
We could promise not to make very much fun of you <laughs> on the podcast. Okay. I'm promise. I'm promising nothing. I'm promising <laughs> nothing, and I want to get it all in the air. That's. Uh, <laughs> Remember, I, like I have a face in front of Persian culture and radio bomb that. <laughs> <laughs> you have to consider that too no no public shaming or anything like that no just some some gentle jabbing that's all yeah Fair enough. no i trust hey, you guys. alex alex you're the spinoff idea i really like and i think that might be a good way for me to kick off my creativity podcast as well oh definitely i mean yeah I can, this could be the origins of it where yeah in that direction and you can spin in your direction this is a lot of fun yeah, yeah. No, that's uh, actually I just released an episode on April 1st uh, about creativity. Uh, and so uh, me and my colleague did a floral arrangement uh, and we recorded and documented the process. And so, how cool. Uh, yeah, we just talked about the fun of creativity, the importance of it, the value of it. So, no, I mean, I think it's something that is so important. And so, yeah, th I think the idea of us, you know, collaborating on all three podcasts would be really cool. You know, it's like, let's let's get, you know, more things, more listeners, more more people involved in this process, which leads us to keep creating. So it's this it's this this loop, this feedback loop where we keep creating and giving you the listener things to listen to, things to enjoy. Alex, you really lo look like a real showman. <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm listening to you and, and watching you. You have evolved so much. But also, re I remember Ash, Dr. Ashley, I forgot her last name. Ashley Wood, yeah. Ashley, Ashley Wood, Wood, who did the Shakuri uh, board, mm -hmm. which was really fun. And that, well, actually, when I was helping um, one of my family members to set up her appetizer table, I did a Shakuri board. And I rem remember that day that we talked to Ashley about that. So it was yeah. fun. It's very, very beautiful. And you can just do whatever the creativity is just open. Yeah, we're actually thinking about doing an episode too, another one on creativity, because, you know, you, you have so much fun with them, you want to make more. So we're actually thinking about doing one on the charcuterie board. So yeah, that's something too. I'll let you guys know if we do. Yeah, definitely. All right, back to different cultural expression. Um, so Alex, how about um, your culture, your background, how the expression is different? Yeah, I was thinking that even sometimes <clears throat> in the, the, the verbiage that we use, so, for example, a funny story, my uh, nephew. So it, for, in, in the Latino culture, you often call your nieces and nephews mijo or mija. And that's essentially like niece or nephew, uh, you know, O for boys, A for girls. Uh, one of my nephews, though, I think he was about seven or eight. And I'd say, hey, mijo, good to see you. And it, this is one of the things I should say, too. People are like, oh, you don't speak Spanish. And I'm like, yes, no, I don't. But I still have a lot of the cultural aspects and even some of the verbiage. And so this is an example. I may not speak a lot of Spanish, but that is like very normal for me to say that. So as I was seeing my nephew, I go, hey, mijo, how you doing? And he goes, what? Why, you, why do you always call me that? And I go, what? And he goes, why do you always call mijo? Who? My name's not Miho. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, no, no, Miho is not your name. I know your name's not Miho. Miho, and I and I explained them too. I always uh, approach, you know, my nieces and nephews like people. I said, no, Miho is Spanish and it means niece or nephew. And so if I say Miho because you're my nephew, that means Miho. And he goes, Oh, okay, because 
I was like, that's not my name. And you keep calling me that. And that's not my name. <laughs> and so for me, it was so funny because, and again, I think it speaks to the, the, the culturation too, where that's not as common for him to hear that where for me growing up, it was very common, but yeah. So that's a, a greeting that I give to the kids too. I'm like, Hey, mijo, Hey, mija. Uh, and so it's just very, very common way that we uh, it's, it's often very loving and endearing too. We also tend to embrace a, a hug, a kiss, I always joke, you know, whenever I see my mom and dad, I always give them a, either a hug or a kiss. Uh, and it could be even if I'm just going to the store, oh, I'll be back and give them a, a hug or a kiss and then come back. It's just uh, almost automatic one way you greet and show respect for elders as well. Uh, similarly, me and my cousin were talking recently about how there's a 30 minute process sometimes to leave a family event, because what you have to do is you have to, out of respect for a lot of the elders, you have to go around tell them you're leaving, give them a kiss, a hug, and then, you know, say, okay, yeah, it was good to see you. I'll see you next time. And you got to do that to almost everybody, either who is like your, your peer or even older than you. So we've joked, you know, we're, we're trying to adapt a new way to, to greet and even just, Hey, a wave to the whole audience, uh, you know, to everybody there, I'm leaving, you know, but there, there's just something about that, that feels very, kind of a, a abnormal, yeah, disrespectful. So we, we were really mulling this over because it's so difficult because sometimes you just want to leave, you know, you just want to go, but it's like, okay, wait, let me get ready. What time is it for? Okay. I was going to leave at four 30. I'm going to start saying bye now. Uh, so that way I can leave on time. So Alex, those are just some very small much like Persian culture, you know, mm -hmm. in general, you have to always, when you're leaving as a respect, especially with elderly, just go there and just say, I'm sorry, I have to leave and say goodbye. And exact same thing now, because living here for so long, people who um, we associate with, they sometimes quietly leave, but it's not part of the culture. Um, <laughs> back, yes, in Persian culture, you always, um, you know, just go around and say goodbye to everybody. When you walk in, you say hello, and you go around and shake hands or kiss or hug. Um, so your presence is... Um, very apparent you know you just don't hide when you walk in and you don't hide when you're leaving so yeah. very different stuff in in different cultures but yeah. i see the similarities um in um latino culture and persian culture in some aspects of it yeah yeah those are just some daniel are there any kind of like cultural expressions that you could think of uh, in your own experience or like related to the, your German background, uh, what stands out for you as we're talking about these? I'm what stands out. And I don't know if this is my uh, an inherited trait or if it's just me, but like at Jan's place, I commented this past weekend to her. I said, you know, when you say goodbye to your family, it's like a 20 minute ordeal. <laughs> I said, I can't stand it. I said, that's why I just hug everybody. And then I go into another room I, it drives me crazy. I really, I cannot stand it. <laughs> so I don't um, know if what that, if that's probably my own idiosyncrasies, <laughs> but I tend to, you know, the, the Germanic way is you don't talk a lot about your feelings. The traditional stereotype cultural thing is it's just kind of a stoic approach. And that's how the family I grew up in was. We didn't, there wasn't a lot of talk about feelings so much. 
Would you say there's a big emphasis on respect though? I think in a lot of cultures, like especially European cultures, there's like a lot of respect too. Does it feel like that's like really emphasized in that way of like yeah. saying goodbye to the elders and like, you know, or being respectful to the elders? Like there, yeah, there's a way to do things. Mm-hmm. There is a way to do things. And yeah. there's some of that maybe to the, you know, we're talking about a lot of different cultures now that I think yeah. about it. Cause I'm thinking about a farming culture, a rural mm-hmm. community culture, and then the inherited Germanic culture, and then the family culture itself. And then what is my own feelings about this and that? Cause each of us are individuals within our culture. There's overlays and every, every person has overlays of different cultural tones, urban, rural, generational. Yeah. There's so many levels. It's so there's never, I find there's rarely any exact similarities, even amongst people of Of the same cultural background. And, and so, you know, uh, in our different cultural backgrounds, experiences, uh, you know, gender, you know, uh, SES, all of those things are levels in a way, definitely. Yeah. yeah. So it, I guess a lot of that is then what goes into making each of us individual or unique in sure. our own way. We all have all these, like you, I like the way you said overlap overlays or overlapping. If we think of like a Venn diagram, where's the intersection on all these things. And, and Alex, I mean, uh, Dan, you're not alone. Even Al being in the same culture with me, he, it drives him crazy with the way, especially women, they stand at the door, they keep talking and talking. And then he sometimes and, says, I'm in the car when you're done. Just yeah. and, well, you know what makes me go crazy? Like even more, well, a lot of things do, but this even more than others is we're saying goodbye and new topics get yeah, yeah, brought yeah, up. Exactly. Like, <laughs> I thought no, it's only in our culture. I like that. I like that though, actually. I'm one we're of those people who's standing here. at the door talking and talking. Uh, yeah, I, I, I enjoy that. Cause yeah, you really it ends do? Up, yeah, I do. I do enjoy that. So yeah. And yeah. sometimes because tea is a big part of our culture and somebody when it takes a long time at the door goes, oh, I'm going to go get another cup of tea. <laughs> And and it is seriously, I mean, you see that it takes so long at the door that somebody says, while you guys are continuing, I'm going to go get another cup of tea and come You look so uncomfortable right now, Daniel. You're holding your temple. You're shaking your head. Uh, The look on your face, I can't even put words to. And and one more thing, you guys, the the gender thing, gender thing. I mean, in each culture, gender also is different. Like in our culture, men always complain about this that women at the door start another topic or women take so long to say goodbye to each other and they can apart and they always complain men don't like that even in our culture i tell you i feel like i feel like daniel looks like he's at the door right now and me and you are talking like we're about to leave and we're just like, you know, and Daniel's like, okay, you guys are blocking my way. I'm, I'm waiting for you to push us out of the way to, yeah. <laughs> okay. Right. We said, we said, we're going to go to break. Like, are we going to do that? Are we not like what's going on? Like, let's, okay, wait, wh- why are we talking about tea now? Wait, hold on. Stop. <laughs> and you know what, Daniel too, I remember recently at an event we were all at, I was, uh, I was, I wasn't quite ready to leave, but I wanted to make sure to say bye to you before you left. 
And I looked around and you were gone. And I was like, yep. Yeah. I had a feeling he was not going to announce that he was leaving. I was like, I have to catch him before he goes. Cause I have this feeling he's going to disappear. And by the time I put my head up and uh, searched around, yeah, there was a, a, a cloud of dust that looked like you, but you were not there. Yeah. And I, I recall when uh, the presidency of SVPA was um, changed to another person after you, they were um, celebrating you and they were just talking about you, giving you a word and everybody was just sharing words about you and all of that. I could see you had a hard time standing there. You wanted to get your word and run. And I could see in your body language and you did. You actually, after a long, you know, because so many people were saying things about you and and the award and the gift and and all of a sudden I noticed that you got everything, you thank everybody, and you ran out of the door with Jan. <laughs> I know what you're talking about, and I remember that meeting too. And I I turned to Jan. I said, I I cannot stand it. I can't. Because you don't like all these appreciation awards. So. I like being appreciated, but oh my God, it just was, that was too much. I, I think that's beyond just saying goodbye. But it's <laughs> and like, imagine now some people love it. Some people uh, probably they, give me more, give me more. I want to <laughs> hear more. But you uh, were, you were not comfortable. I I, yeah. I remember too. I, I said, okay, well, we got to go. And Amy says, no, you can't go yet. And I thought, oh, my God, there's more. <laughs> You're not yeah, allowed yeah. to leave. I, yeah, yeah, I just yeah. had to get out I of there. I completely remember that. I can imagine your 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 thank you speech. I don't remember it. You're like, thank you. Good night. Like, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was very, very short. Yeah. And I was imagining and now I'm emotional. I'm sitting there thinking, oh, my gosh, you know, all these beautiful words they're talking about, Dan, and all this. And um, and Dan was uh, standing there thinking that when can I just get out of here? And I was just thinking, oh, my gosh, if I was there, I probably would would cry with all this appreciation. <laughs> and then looking at Dan thinking he, he wants to just run. All right. So we got to our next uh, break we come back and we continue our conversation shenwandigan aziz radio bamdad man be hamrah do tan az hamkaranam dr daniel rockers and dr alexandrade dar khidmatun hastim emruz man saide malik afzali hastam ma rozhay shanbe yek shanbe be zaban inglisi barnamehay psychology va farhangi ro dar radio bamdad sohbat mikonim rajebesh پادکست های زیادی هست که میتونین از طریق آیتون از طریق گوگل ما رو پیدا کنید یا از طریق رادیو بامداد و در ساعت های مناسب به برنامه ما توجه کنیم برمیگردیم و در خدمتون هستیم با ما باشید Oh, hey. 
شاید این با کمی بهتر نبه آشقی را غرق در باور نبه قصه ها را از کجاییم با برا من که گفت گر روید سر بر نگردد سر Dr. Daniel Rockers and Dr. Alexandradi. And if you just turn on your radio and you're listening to us, uh, today we were talking about uh, different cultural expressions and then we extended our conversation regarding the body language, regarding the leadership, regarding our casual um, conversation in our gatherings with different culture. And now we are back and we are continuing our conversation. So. Dr. Andrade, I know um, you're not so much into the language part of your culture, or maybe not at all, I don't know, but um, I just want to hear more about, uh, you know, your cultural experiences when you were growing up, and um, especially being raised fully in this culture, uh, what aspects of your um, background culture was involved in your growing up? Yeah, I feel like for somebody who hasn't adopted a lot of the language, I do feel grateful for the cultural pieces I do have. Uh, I do often, and sometimes from a defensive place, you know, when people are asked, oh, why don't you speak the language? Or, you know, why, you know, how come you never learned? Uh, I do usually what, say, well, as a child, I did not choose not to learn this. <laughs> it was a matter of not being exposed. And then as we know, as an adult, it can be a little harder to learn a language. Uh, you know, I've had the great idea of trying to take Spanish courses, uh, you know, during grad school, which was like a horrible time to even try to do anything else. Uh, but then also too, over the years, I've probably taken a dozen uh, of the language classes yet. I've always struggled to fully kind of learn the language, but I've always prided myself in having some of those cultural pieces particularly some of the, the traditions uh, in regards to a lot of family emphasis. Um, like I mentioned, even just some of those expressions, different terms, uh, as well as even, you know, like at our birthday parties, you know, we'll always have like vignettas and things like that, where, you know, it's just, that's a very normal thing uh, within my family. So I, I always pride myself and, and a lot of my family on the respect that I think comes from the cultural place as well as even an emphasis uh, really on elders and like parents. So uh, as I think I've talked about on the, the radio show before, and, you know, my mom listens to this podcast, you know, she listens to my other podcasts, you know, like 
you know, I travel with them. I enjoy doing things with them. Um, they're, I always say I'm, I'm grateful to have that type of relationship with them. Uh, if I wasn't related to them, there are people I'd want to know. And so it's, it's one of those things where those are close connections that are really encouraged and emphasized uh, within the culture. And so uh, that for me is, is a big piece of the expression of who I am as well. Uh, I am this combination of uh, American and Mexican. That's why I identify with people ask my, my race or my background. I say I'm Mexican American because I'm both of those things. And so, yeah, it's something that I've over the years have become increasingly confident in being able to say and not feel less than or allow judgment of myself from others because you know of one piece that's kind of been lost the, the language for me in that way. But uh, yeah, I do, you know, it's something that I'm proud of. I've never, nothing I've ever tried to hide from, uh, you know, I, I often, I often laugh when people don't realize that I'm Mexican because it's like, that's, you know, what I am in a way. It's like almost recognizing I'm not tall, you know, I'm never offended by it, but uh, people are like, Oh, like, what are you, are you white? Are you Mexican? Are you like Pakistan? Like, what are you, you know? And, and so I'm like, Oh, I'm Mexican American, you know? And so um, I don't ever get offended to be, you know, uh, kind of assumed to be some other race. If anything, I think it's an opportunity to talk about, Oh no, I'm Mexican American. And this is what this means for me, or this is how, this uh, kind of is included and permeated uh, within my life, even to the point where in grad school, one of the things I was really adamant about, uh, I do it a little bit less now, but uh, whenever I worked on a project, uh, I would make sure it had uh, particularly like a published article. Uh, I would make sure it had my legal first name, Alejandro. Um, but one of the things I've done more and more, and I mean, people who, you know, listen to our podcast or, you know, see the, the website, uh, I'll include, you know, Alex, my middle name, Luna, uh, Andrade, and then Junior, because those are all parts of me, uh, aspects of both me and my cultural background that I'm really proud of. So it's just kind of, I've arrived in this place where I can say all of those pieces are me. I can take ownership of that. Uh, and it's something, again, I, I try to perpetuate, like, you know, my nieces and nephews, you know, I call them mijo and mija, but something I also do too, I, I try to bring in new kind of um, maybe not norms necessarily, but new cult, no, new approaches within my culture. For example, one of the things that I'm really adamant about and something I even talk with patients about is, you know, a lot of times there's a, a cultural kind of pressure or expectation that the children need to hug, you know, family members. And so one of the things that I, I learned some years ago, and I really appreciated this, it teaches kind of body awareness and body like control for both boys and girls to have a choice if they want to give a hug. And so it's something I practice with one of my nieces. I'll ask her, you know, Miha, can I have a hug? And there's been times where she says no. And I'm, I am a little hurt because it's like, oh, but I love you and I want to hug you. But then also teach her that you can say no, that that's your body and you can say, no, you want to be hugged. No, you don't want to be hugged. And I think culturally I've heard where people really struggle with that. Oh, your daughter's not hugging me or, oh, you know, my, my granddaughter doesn't want to hug me. What's wrong with her? Uh, unfortunately, it's, it's one of those things where that can be such a negative uh, kind of uh, negative idea that gets imparted in both boys and girls that, you know, in those situations with others, they, you know, don't have that autonomy over their body and over themselves. And so that's something that I've tried to incorporate in a new way that, uh, you know, doesn't quite fit with the culture, but then also is that growth and adaptation, uh, you know, in this new day and age in that way. 
That's great the point, Alex, because uh, in our culture also people allow themselves to just go in and, and just hug little kids, you know, just out of sweetness and loving um, mm -hmm. attitude. But yeah. absolutely, because uh, you notice that some of the kids don't like that, you know, it, regardless of the culture, especially with all these new things that come um, and it becomes a global culture. And this is one of them, regardless of what culture you come from. But talking about your culture and expression um, of your feelings about the culture and who you are, I think um, it's part of your identity. Your cultural background is part of your identity. Your name is part of your big part of your identity. And um, I started my work in bilingual program and I studied a lot about bilingual program, culture, and um, so many aspects of bilingual program uh, academically and personally and, and all of that. And I remember um, the name of people that they're given, it has so much meaning to families and, and to the kids. And changing the name sometimes sounds like very easy for other people that they don't understand, but it's part of your identity and you, you don't want usually to change it unless you do business is different, you know, because I see a lot of people when they do business in order to make it easy for others and the business go well, they may do that. But in personal life, you really want to be who you are. And a cultural background is a big piece of you. And raising kids myself and my friends and in the community that I associated with. Uh, so we have all kids and grandkids that they've been raised and they've been born in this country. But, um, you know, different people have different uh, perspective of how they want to raise their kids. Some they don't want um, the language be part of this uh, whole thing and some are very adamant about teaching the language. But it's interesting that um, especially in Persian culture, our first generation after um, immigration, now they're all their own, they have their own family, you know, they have their own life. Mostly we're talking about um, 1988, nine, that the influx of Persian people come uh, came to United States because of the revolution. Um, but now uh, as a result, their kids who've been raised and now they have their own families. And some of them, even though their Persian language is not complete, but they love for their children to teach them Persian. And that tells you something that you're you're sort of showing that, oh, I wish my parents had taught me. And now they want to teach their children, you know. So it's interesting. You see all different sorts of perspective regarding this issue. Some they love, they learn the language. Some um, they're so immersed in the culture that they don't see any need for this. But I was actually talking to one of our family members who has her own kids, and she was actually consulting with me. What do you think? Rather than teaching my children Persian language, teach them Chinese because they're going to uh, French and American school. So they're actually learning these two languages. 
Uh, what about the uh, third language be Chinese rather than Persian? Because I'm just thinking in this country, they don't need Persian, but for going to college, for going to good schools, if they have another language. Um, and I just said, you know, it's so many aspects of this that it's very personal, you know. Um, you, you, you have to think about that, you know, because um, you have family members uh, that maybe they don't speak the language and that connection. You have to think about all this, you know, it's very personal. So that was an interesting conversation, not talking about culture and language. You know, some people thoughtfully um, don't teach their children the language yeah. because they think they may not use it. Yeah. I, I was wondering too, for you guys, and uh, I'll share a quick story too, if there's any like cultural or even like language nicknames uh, that you guys are aware of or, or, you know. Big time nicknames in our family, you know, we each uh, have our nicknames. <laughs> yeah, there's there's one. Um, so uh, it's, and I, I don't think it's derogatory. So I do appreciate, uh, I do apologize if it is derogatory, but one nickname uh, in, in our culture sometimes is Weddle, which is like relating to like being like white or light skinned. And it's funny because I had a, a cousin and his name was Weddle. And so growing up, I only knew Weddle as Weddle. And so one day somebody was like, hey, it's, you know, George, you know, George Jr. And uh, I was like, who's that? And, and I was a teenager, probably I was like 12, probably. And they're like, oh, yeah, no, Weddle. And I go, yeah, Weddle's name is Weddle. And they're like, no, 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 like that's a nickname. And I was like, are you serious? Like my whole life, I thought his name was Weddle. And it's like now like my mind got blown in that way. It's like my nieces and nephews, they don't know my name is Alex a lot of times. My family calls me Junior. So when they each learn that my name is also Alex, they're like, who's Alex? And it's like, Uncle Jay, like that's his name, you know? And it's like, Wow, you know, and so uh, yeah, Weddle was one in in in, in my family and our culture that was a nickname. What what about you? Is there one that comes to mind, Saida? Um, I I was mistaken. I thought you know when you are given another name in the family, just uh, you know different than your actual name, but it's different than how you explain. <laughs> like for example, my kids had each another name as you're just you know cuddling them and you oh, know okay. talking differently you call them differently i thought you're talking like like them. an endearing yeah i mean no that's similar though yeah these, these little like endearing names that we have yeah. yeah and then now we name our um pet the name of those um names that my kids had when they were little <laughs> <laughs> do they like that i mean that that's oh, almost they like love it. They oh love do they it okay because our pets because our pets are so part of our life that mm -hmm. we love them and so now they have <laughs> their name when they were little because we don't call them anymore with those <laughs> names <laughs> so and sometimes on. you know they're they're big man now you yeah. know alex and when i was uh, talking sometimes i call them with that when i call mm -hmm. and uh, i'm sure they they like it you know it just <laughs> reminds them their childhood and then when they come home and are pets are called by that name. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that'd be like, are you calling me or the dog? Like, like, 
who no, like um, that's a term of endearment sweet. yeah they, but they loved it and and really at uh, first when we were naming our pets i was just checking to make sure if they're okay with that well, we're gonna have to ask them when you're not on the air so i'd be like hey if you guys really don't like it just tell us you know we'll talk to your mom you know we, we get it we yeah. get it you know and so yeah this will be one of our other podcasts where we go live with <laughs> Any any uh, nicknames, Daniel, uh, that you can think of, like uh, culturally or even like family wise, kind of like Sade was sharing? No, I can't think of any at all, actually. I'm coming up with a, a big zero on this one. And the other thing I was going to say, when our first nieces and nephews came um, to the world and started um, talking, they gave each of us a name you know, aunts and uncles and grandmas and grandpa. And then we started calling each other with those names. And it's funny because now we each have a nickname. And then when we want to be a little sweeter or a little, you know, sort of funny, we call each other with those names that when our nephews and uh, nieces were growing up and calling us with that. Yeah, I know people will call sometimes their grandma like Nana and things like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Like, so I, Nana becomes yeah. Nana for everybody then. Yeah, you know? yeah. And so it's one of those things too. It can kind of be a mix of culture, but then also within the family in that way, which is yeah. uh, always kind of unique. And so, yeah, it's cool. All right. We got to the end of our program. And if any of you want to say any statement, um, please chime in. Yeah, I'm doing fine today. <laughs> Daniel okay. to learn nothing, even though this was your idea. I love how like he got nothing from today. <laughs> I'm good. I'm fine. How are okay, you guys? Alex, uh, anything you want to say? Well, I'm waiting for Daniel's uh, uh, more in-depth, really emotionally <laughs> attuned answer. So we're going to give, we'll sit in silence if we have to, Daniel. We're going to let you explore and share in a way that feels comfortable for you. You are a psychologist, Alex. That's what I think. That's the psychologist approach. <laughs> uh, well, I was waiting for us to get to long goodbyes, actually. And oh, I think that's right. where we are at this yes. point. Because Alex just proclaimed, well, we'll just wait. Side A, me and you can talk about some things while he's uh, thinking too. We'll block the door so he can't leave as well. I'm like, where, where is this? <laughs> That'd be funny if we're like the yeah the end of the show. We're gonna leave our met. Where Daniel go? Where did he did he leave? He just left. <laughs> oh, Alex, let me go get a cup of tea. I come back. <laughs> All right. So I start, you guys. I just right. want to say, just appreciate who you are, regardless of uh, anything. You know, because you're very unique. You're very special, and if you know how unique you are. Uh, you appreciate it more. And that's my statement. Yeah. And similarly, I would like to add, there's, I think too often we feel like we're lacking something, but thinking of it as this, these things have played out in a way that sometimes are even beyond us, but they brought us here to this point. Does it prevent us from leaning in and learning about our culture? Even if, uh, again, like I've experienced and, and shared, I have not been able to to grasp and learn the language, but just the idea that, that still doesn't prohibit you from feeling in connection with your culture and with your background. Uh, but, you know, tap into those resources that can feel like it adds, whether that's, you know, other family members, whether that's learning, uh, even, you know, listening to conversations like this to think about how you connect to your own experience 
in the unique way that, you know, all of these things have led to this point that you are you. I guess I can better wrap it up here so we can get going. <laughs> yeah. I- <laughs> now, Nessie, now you're the one who's delaying us, Daniel. We're trying to leave now. Um, there's a lot of things we could talk about now. Not, you know, I'd like to bring up some new ideas here, like when people talk too much about emotion. And- Here's my footsteps as I leave the door. <laughs> Whatever else. Well, I think language is a very important part of culture, and I encourage people to learn their language of their heritage. I think that's an important piece. But of course, always personal choice. So that's mine. All right. Thank you guys for um, a wonderful conversation. Um, and we uh, wish everyone having a wonderful Saturday. We come back tomorrow and we continue to talk about another topic. Sorry.